0: I'm Phoebe from LBB. Chris Turner at Jungle has been speaking about the topic of spatial audio with us for probably about seven years now. Um, recently in the news, we've been noticing quite a lot of conversation around spatial audio. Quite a lot of big brands um, and entertainment brands are kind of investing in this technology So I thought it'd be a great idea to kind of get his thoughts on some of the conversations that have been going on. And just for those of us who aren't sound designers, when you're starting to read about some of this tech and audio tech at the moment, there's surround sound, you've got 360, you've got immersive. What really is the difference?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, the the difference is the format. Mm -hmm. So um, ambisonic is when you're recording all sounds in all directions at the same time. Mm -hmm. Now, when you mix ambisonics, you're taking... You know the same as, as you do in Atmos, you're taking something as an object and you're moving it around in that space. With Dolby Atmos, you have the speakers around you and above you. then there's binaural, uh, where you also hear sounds all around you. You put it in the center of, of, of an experience, and it happens around mm-hmm. you. People talk about 3D, 8D, yeah. immersive, spatial. you know and all I'd say is some formats are fully immersive Mm -hmm. and some are more immersive than stereo but you know for the most immersion uh, the best format for for most things typically not all because I I really enjoy working with the dummy head uh, ambisonics mixing and and recording that way gives Mm -hmm. you the most scope in any project to to deliver because from that you can deliver a really good Dolby Atmos mix. Mm -hmm. Uh, It it renders down to binaural extremely well. Mm -hmm. Um, And pretty much any other format you can think of.
0: The other question I've always had is because when people talk to me about um, 360 degree sound, stereo to me is two speakers, but you also have, I think, when you put earphones in, that's when you can best hear this 360 degree sound. But it's obviously two earbuds or whatever you're listening to it from, how does that kind of get into your head and create that space that a speaker wouldn't do necessarily?
1: Well, um, it's it's something called head-related transfer. So you have two ears, and if a sound's coming from the right side of you, then it's going to arrive at your right ear before it arrives at the left ear. And for that sound to get to the left ear, it has to bounce off a lot of surfaces before it arrives there, which will also change the colour of that sound. Your brain decodes the difference between the left and the right ear and what it captures, what it hears, and it decodes that into spatial information. And it's just working off that. So, you know, with stereo, you don't get above, below, in front, behind.
0: Mm -hmm. I've
1: got Bert in the room, and this is a, a binaural dummy head microphone.
0: So, just to uh, kind of demonstrate how Bert is working in this room, um, me and Chris are going to walk around the mic and just speak so you can hear how uh, our voices are kind of traveling around the room. So, um, just so you know what I'm doing, I'm, uh, I'm just walking around the front of the mic. I'll go around the back right yeah. now. Um, I've gone over to Chris's chair. Um, so, hopefully, you're hearing us from different sides of the room um, here. And then um, we will also uh, walk back round. Chris can steal my notes on the way.
1: (laughs) I know what you're going to ask me. (laughs) Let's go the other way. I'll go around the front and you can go.
0: And now I'm sitting back back. over this side of the room where I was originally.
1: Nice. Stretch your legs.
0: Exactly. Get those steps in. And Dolby Atmos, um, just to pick up on that, how is that different to something like um, BERT that we have here?
1: Most people recording for Dolby Atmos are are, are probably recording in an ambisonic format
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, or they're they're recording mono and then they're going to pan that later in the software. Now for Dolby Atmos, you have speakers around you uh, and above you, but what you don't get is speakers below you. so, you know, it's immersive to a point. But, you know, most of the sound we hear in the real world comes from reflections from the floor. If you exclude those, as you do in, in that format, uh, it's a real shame. Um, you know, not many sounds come from, uh, from above. And when they do, they typically uh, make humans look up.
0: Yes. <laughs> um, you
1: know, it's, it's, it's usually birds flying yeah. from one tree to another, a helicopter, a plane... Um, you know, thunder, but even thunder sort of mostly the sound you're hearing is bouncing off the floor. You know, quite quite often with with, with atmosphere, I feel like it it's like it's like an umbrella of sound. You know, I hear mm-hmm. it from my shoulders uh, and, and to above my head. But with binaural, you hear you just hear so much more because you are mm-hmm. hearing all sounds in in all directions at the same time.
0: So, Chris, um, thinking about brands and agencies, what what are the big advantages and why should they be using this as a, a format for? Um, for work?
1: Essentially, you know, the engagement you get. When you're mixing in a format that people are going to consume on headphones it's, and, and they feel like they're right there in the action, um, they're, they're just utterly engaged. You know, mm-hmm. when you're listening to things that aren't immersive, you know, your attention can wander mm-hmm. much more easily. And then there's the emotional response you get to, to that spatial audio this is kind of a big big leap further forward. When you wear headphones you feel like you're in your own little bubble. Yeah. And with spatial audio you actually are in a bubble. You're in a sphere of audio. Um you're right there, you're transported to a different place.
0: It's an incredible feeling really and like you say this is something that, you know, just previously wasn't able to to happen but now there's so much possibility with it. And if everyone's goal is to capture, you know, their consumers' attention, this seems like the, the way to go, right?
2: Yeah, for sure.
0: <laughs> if we're going to use binaural sound or, or brands or agencies are interested in using this, how is the process different? What do they need to be thinking about? How and when would they approach you about doing that kind of job?
1: Really, you've got to, you've got to approach the project,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, in the, in the correct format. So binaural is really good for a static recording. So you, you place mm-hmm. this microphone and it will capture the sound within the room in a very static way. I quite like to mix and, and record things ambisonically. Now, with that ambisonics, you, you use a microphone much much like a dandelion head. You know, it's got microphones pointing in all different directions and records sound in all directions at the same time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, it doesn't, like this microphone, have ears Yes. Yeah, and a head. Um, it's it's a sphere, but what you can do with that is, like a ball, you can you can rotate it in any direction, which gives you complete control in the mix. There's a clip I can play you where I made a radio ad for the Met Police, and you know I had that script well in advance, and and it was just perfect for recording binorally, mm-hmm. um, and because I had the script and I knew the time length, I was able to act out the whole scene, on location on my driveway. And then when the actor came in to, to perform it, I emptied the booth and I and I was able to get him to act the scene out entirely but but whilst listening to what I'd recorded. Um yes. which you know, it made it just just so much more engaging and you, you really felt you know, I just wanted people to feel like they were really at the scene of a crime. Yeah. And it just worked so well for that for that.
0: And while I write thinking, um, I'm sure you told me about this campaign a while ago. Did you have the actor? He was actually kind of on the floor, as if he was trying to break a chain off the off a bike, right?
1: Yeah. So uh, I, I gave it, I gave him my TV remote control as a prop. Mm-hmm. Um, he was really he was wearing really tight trousers. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, he, he really struggled to get down because I, I wanted him to be down at the base of the scooter.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, and he's grappling with this TV remote, and you know, I think he I think he broke it. You know, at least the case. <laughs> didn't quite fit back together afterwards. Um, as he gets up, you know, he kind of, he kind of says in the time, I, you know, I've been talking to you, I, I've nicked it. And, and at that point, he, he sort of gets up from the floor and he directly talks to you. Mm. But yeah, I mean, I, I just gave him an empty room and a few little props to play with, but also he was playing off the pre-recorded thing. So he felt like he was there himself.
2: Yeah. This one shouldn't take long. Of course, if it had a cover, I might not be bothered. Can't see what's under there. And then they'd have chained the back wheel, it would have taken me much longer, especially if the chain's off the ground. Makes it
1: harder to cut. This one doesn't even have a lock on the front. So, in the time I've been talking to you, I've nicked it.
0: Over 9,000 scooters and motorbikes were
1: stolen in London last year. Lock your bike, chain the rear wheel and cover it to make it harder to steal. Lock, chain, cover. The Met Police.
0: Also, I've spoken to you a bit before, um, outside of this conversation, about a project you did for an audio book where uh, someone was kind of breaking through some ice and plunging into the, was it plunging into the water below?
1: Yeah, so um, what happens is is someone someone's on, on thin ice, you hear it creak and eventually it cracks and the character is then submerged underwater mm-hmm. below the ice and above the water, someone's on top. So you've got, you've got this very immersive world of someone fully submerged in water, screaming out. And then someone above the ice shouting down now, originally that was recorded and mixed in Dolby Atmos, but as I said earlier that, that you don't really get that below feeling, yeah, so we we were able to help rework a few scenes
2: mm-hmm. just
1: to add that full immersion yeah. now there, there is something I, I made recently, which is the idea of, of someone free diving,
2: mm-hmm. so
1: you hear them on the beach they they walk in and and they they plunge underwater and, and they're swimming around. So maybe I could play play that.
0: Yeah, that would be great to have a listen to it because I think it's so, once you hear the examples yourself, that's when you can really be like, wow, I can see how and where these sounds are coming from. You also have a full library of different sounds that you can use for projects. How do you go out and capture these and, and what is that library like? What have you got in there?
1: Uh, it's, well, it's vast now. It's really, really big. So, uh, you know, it's a combination of two things. I, I've got a binaural pair of headphones that record. So on, on my way to work, on my way home, I record what happens. Uh, and curious things do happen, which I, I then archive them to my library. Mm-hmm. You know, I recently I was I'd gone to the, I'd gone to see my sister in Sheffield. I, I went to the shops and on the way back, everyone was leaving the football ground. And there were some fans who wanted to go in a direction the police were saying they couldn't go. And they were forcing them to get on a tram to go the opposite direction. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, there were young kids and they were being a bit lippy. And, <laughs> and, and this police lady was on horseback uh, and she literally used the horse to persuade them with the horse's nose to get onto the tramp. When I go on holiday or I go on location, I usually take Bert, the binaural head, with me. So recently I went to Norfolk and I recorded 12 hours a day. When I got back to work, I choose the best bits and I clean them up and then I write the metadata, all, you know, all the things that are gonna help me find it later and I put them into the library. Yeah, you know, our library now which we all add to as well it is possibly my most go-to library of all the stuff we have you know even on speakers you know when i record with the dummy head you still get that immersive feeling
0: and you've got a recording for us uh, if i'm correct which is a sample that's made up of lots of different sounds that you've collated in that library. Am I right?
1: Yeah, so I, I put together, all, you know, a bunch of my favourite sounds that I've recorded over the years, and, and just weave them together into like a little audio story. You know, I listen to it quite frequently because it just takes me back. Because yeah. sound does it links so well to memory. But yeah, you no, know, we should definitely play that. I put a seashell in my ear, and it all comes back. The yellow sun. The Mediterranean blue in the sky. The children running on the beach that day. The killer birds marching in formation down to the sea and back. Down to the sea and back. When my memory wanders, as it does when bad things happen, I've put a seashell to my ear and it all comes back. Put a seashell to my ear and it all comes back.
0: Thinking about the headphones that everyone's got, there's a lot more people buying them. It's about 51% sales increase, I believe, in headphones since um, 2016 to now. And now with this advancement in that you can potentially also start to experience the sound moving around you. What can brands or agencies be thinking about when it comes to a job in terms of how they can use the technology or understand it better or apply it to um, a job that might engage their consumers more deeply?
1: I, I, th- I think a lot of it comes down to the, the audio content that you're putting in. So it's actually the formats that are changing. And I think, I think unless people understand what each format does and the best use on their project, I mean, I do think it's key to understand those formats. You know, We run a masterclass here. It's 90 minutes long. It's fun usually pizza, um,
2: you know, and, and I
1: think it's, you know, people always walk away just like mind blown. And when creatives come, it really gets their creative juices flowing.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, they, they immediately want to make their next project immersive. And really the session is all about demystifying it. Because it can be very daunting for people to hear all these super scientific terms.
0: As soon as you can kind of see and hear it, it makes it really easy to understand and, and how to see how it can be applied. Whether you're working in sound or not, I think it's so beneficial for people to be able to like tangibly get to try some of this software. And, and I know some of our team have done that masterclass with you guys, and they kind of told us it was invaluable to them. Yeah. Um, because as much as they can write about it or see it in jobs, being able to be in the studio and, and handle um, and, and like the equipment and see how it works. They just said it changed the whole way they were thinking about it, really.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, it changed my life because, like, as I say, I used to listen to everything in stereo and then I heard immersive and I, I just never, ever, ever went back.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's funny actually because I, I had to listen back to some of the recordings that you sent me before we started chatting this morning and, and I was sitting there thinking, oh, I wish I could hear everything like this because once you've got it, it's like, oh, going back is just, it feels dull. somehow.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's a real come down.
0: Exactly. If, if someone's coming to you with a job, is it best for them to kind of show you that script, as you mentioned earlier and talk that through and for you guys to suggest, or should people be thinking about how they can work ambisonic into the work that they're doing?
1: Usually it's a conversation of this is what we want to do. How do we best achieve it? And based based on the location, the script, uh number of people, you know, what what's going on? Um if it's if it's two people in a room like me and you and we're just having a chat, then binaural is, is yes. gonna work really well. You know, but if if the, if there's a lot more going on and you need in post to be able to actually go, you know what? I don't want that sound here, I want it over there, you know, then you, you, you need to be mixing in that format.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um and like I say, you can take any mono stereo sound and build Dolby Atmos because it's no different to the old surround format. You're just panning sounds from one speaker to the next speaker to the next speaker or mm-hmm. above you. So, yeah, I mean, I, I typically only work in two formats because as far as I'm concerned, there are only two formats that are fully spatial and that's ambisonic or binaural.
0: How else can we experience it um, not using headphones? Can you be hearing this in the real world? What can we be, else can we be doing with it?
1: yeah um I, I get involved in loads of projects that um which is you, typically a room with a speaker array so speakers positioned within that space in multiple different formats some people want uh, traditional surround sound um or they may want to like get it even more immersive and have speakers in a full sphere within that room you know a lot of, a lot of brands like to do pop ups mm-hmm. um and you know, they're often very tactile or immersive, um, but they don't necessarily always consider the best audio for that space. I'm getting a lot more inquiries from clients about uh, the new space just off Tottenham Court Road called Outernet. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they have fully immersive screens and even screens above you. Uh, lots of different spaces um, for activations and gigs and events. And their speaker array is, is incredible and purposely designed to allow for very immersive audio. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I can't tell you how excited I am about that space being so close to work.
0: Yes. (laughs) Well, thanks so much, Chris, for taking the time to um, speak to me today. It's been so fascinating to actually... um, hear from you, but also actually with the examples um, through my headphones as well. So I hope everyone uh, enjoys this and, and it answers some questions. But obviously, uh, if you want to dig into this a bit further, um, Jungle are running their master classes, which Chris mentioned earlier. So I'm sure they'd be more than happy to accommodate uh, if you're looking to to get your, you and your team in to hear more about this, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Or oh, well, they can just email me, Chris you know, yeah. at chris.junglestudios.co.uk. Um, but no thanks for coming and and in, and listening to you know my favorite subject.
0: Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Right. Goodbye. Cheers. This bus terminates here.
1: Thank you.